It helps if you click record on the microphone, Graham. Take two. So, kids, how are you doing today? There is something which I want you to bear in mind with this episode, that it, right now, for me, is March. It is March 14th. 2022. You ain't watching this in March 14th, 2022. No, 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 no. You are watching this miles down the line. I can't tell you exactly when you're watching it because I don't have the calendar to hand, but you are watching this miles down the line. And that is important to remember with a lot of the solo podcasts I do. And I think you should keep that in mind as we go forward. But first, I have a question. Are you a believer? Do you believe? Do you have the faith and the consciousness? And the wherewithal. And that's a fun phrase to say. There is a man with a child on his shoulders outside my window. She is sitting on his shoulders and holding on to his bald head so as not to fall off. And now they are walking past the fence. And all you can see is the child heads. That is delightful. It's like a Muppet in a trench coat. It's a Muppet man. But with a baby. I, I, it's adorable. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm extremely distracted. But again, this is probably going to lead into what I'm discussing because that's what I do. I lead into whatever I'm discussing as we go along. But I was asking if you're a believer and asking if you have the faith. And a lot of people put a lot of strength and power into those things of believing and and looking forward and future seeing and soothsaying. Now, I'm not a soothsayer. I ain't a wizard. And I ain't a homeless person either. I may have the beard and the hair and the cadence and the view of, you know, things which may end up slightly cultish down the line. But I aren't. I'm just human. That's all I really am. I'm just completely human. And you all are completely human. And when you look at me, and like I said, when I'm, you look at me, you may see a beard man. You see a, may see a wizard. You may see someone in a dark mystical journey and just who's sat at his desk gesturing with his hand like he's, you know, got a twinge or something. But you make a snap decision, and you make a snap decision on everybody. Everybody does. There is that theory where, uh, what's it called? Uh, I don't think there's an exact theory name for it, but that that idea that you take a, a snap judgment of a person in 30 seconds, the first 30 seconds rule, they say that an interview date, whatever it is, ruins itself within the first 30 seconds or succeeds within the first 30 seconds, and that is because you are making snap judgments. Everybody's making snap judgments. We can't help it. It's what we do. It's We're humans. Humans are problem solvers. doesn't matter how logical you are. doesn't matter how intelligent you are. doesn't matter whether you're well-read or not. We are problem solvers. That is why we have the society that we have, and that is why we live in the world that we live in. So, if you can't get past that, you need to remember that, right? There's no way to stop problem solving. You can't do it. It's why we drink. It's why drugs brings us together. That's a whole other podcast. But we're problem solvers. We make snap connections. Our interpretation of the world is based upon that, on every single decision. When you see a cup on a stage, I was going to say a stage. Why would a cup be on a stage? Fuck it. There's a cup on a stage, and you picture that cup, and you're automatically picturing a certain kind of cup, and you're picturing, perhaps you're picturing liquid. You might be picturing an empty, empty cup. I didn't even mention a liquid until just then, but you already did that. You viewed that through your view of visual tunnel. So we're going to talk about funnels. I want you to picture a funnel. Okay. Funnel. Big, small, doesn't matter. Color. I'm for me for me it's like a like a pale blue 
I like a pale blue funnel. I'm picturing a pale blue funnel. It's got a little hook on the side of it so I can hook it onto things. It'd be very handy. I feel like that would be the way I'd go if I bought a funnel. I don't actually own a funnel. I'm off topic again. Don't buy funnels. Just cut the tops of bottles which you were going to throw away. That's how you make a funnel. But picture this funnel, this metaphorical funnel. And picture this funnel which has been bedded in the back of your head. So you've got your head at the front and then there's the funnel which is kind of screwed into the back because you've made one rather than buying one. So you've got that thread on the top of the screw. And you can screw that into your brain. And then, you know, pile into that funnel everything, right? Everything. Your entire experience of consciousness. So every memory you've ever had all the things you experienced as a child, all the things you experienced as a adult, every single thing you do, every single hour of every single day, every single second, every meal you've eaten, every bad piece of beef, every bad piece of broccoli, every bad day, every good day, all the times you kind of had sex and you didn't really want to have sex, but you would like, eh, fuck it, boys, it gets something to do in it. You know, it's like exercise. You know, it's, uh, let's go for a walk. Yeah, screw that. You could just go have sex. <laughs> That's my advice for life. If you and your partner are sat there thinking, what should we do today? Have sex. It's, you know, it's it's, it's the thing. If you can, you can. You can. But I, this has taken a very weird, weird turn. But we make these decisions. We make the, these decisions. And you do this because your funnel at the back of your head, getting back to the point, is filled with all the things which you've consumed through life. And obviously we can forget some of those things. And obviously we can, you know, take much more damage in ourselves and focus on some things i worded that worded that in a weird way but what i'm saying is you can you know something could be very significant to you and that goes much quicker down the funnel and then affects the whole rest of you but you are doing things all along the way so like let's say if you saw a dog right just a dog you see a dog on a street you're going to have one reaction to it that reaction is based on all the things you did in your life some people will react positively. They'll be like, oh, look, there's a dog. That's great. Approach dog. Maybe pet dog if dog seems friendly. Other people will shy away from said dog because I don't know this dog. I don't know his business. He, I don't know if he does his tax returns. Where's he come from? Well, I don't understand any of that. I'm not dealing with this dog. He seems a little suspicious to me. Those are two different reactions. And they're caused by your interactions with dogs previous. All right? That's a very simple way of viewing this. <laughs> But what I'm saying is when you view the world out there, you view it from the point of view of everything which comes through your funnel. And then it comes through your funnel into your vision and you've got this filter, this filter which is made for the world out there. Now, the beautiful thing about this filter is that despite the fact that we make snap decisions and snap judgments about everyone in the world and that's not necessarily prejudice that's just how you view the world it's prejudice when you do it all the time on one specific thing by the way you know and you pick a trait and you're like yeah fuck that guy he wears red socks don't like the red socks when you do that that becomes becomes an issue but the the idea is that you can view this and you can change it so people saying that the interview is ruined in the first 30 seconds that's absolutely a lie it's not a thing, right? It's a thing in the sense of, sure, the impression you're making, but you've got a whole probably an hour, half hour to an hour to convince them, and you can convince people. We've all done it. We've all been on dates about it. We've all sat down with people who we've met and we've been like, yeah, this key, this person seems cool, you know? I could be friends with them. I'm going to chill out with them. That seems like a good idea. I am not sleeping with them. And then months and months later, when you realize that you like their personality, you end up sleeping with them. Everybody's done it. Don't deny it. It's just a thing which happens and is nothing to be ashamed of. It means that during that time, you found something valuable about them which made you more attracted to them. On the initial basis, you were like, 
eh, not really that interested. But later on, all of a sudden, you're like, ah, you know what? Maybe. Maybe we could be physical together. It doesn't have to result in anything. It just has to be, like I say, when you're bored, have sex. This is a weird piece of advice I'm giving out to the world. <laughs> but what I'm saying is we interpret the world, right? There's no choice about that. There is no choice about it. The human brain cannot turn off to that extent, even when you want it to. The, again, this is why we, we find different ways to distract ourselves, to numb ourselves, and then even then, we're consuming more while we do that, right? Some people say, oh, I watch TV and play games to turn off. Sure you do. You turn off, but you're also consuming. You're consuming those TV and games, and they're in, affecting your impression of every other thing you come into the world and discuss. Now, what was my point? Why was I talking about soothsayers? Why was I talking about magicians? Why was I talking about people who sit in tents with little tarot cards? I sold a pack of tarot cards the other day. Sold them for a quid. Got a quid for a pack of tarot cards. Lovely. Anyway, um, I don't know. <laughs> I, came re I became really bringing bile sale just then. Roll up. We've got a pack of tarot cards. Come get your tarot cards. Predict the future like you've never seen before. It's going to be terrible. That's how I'd do. That's how I'd do if I was actually a future predictor. I'd, I'd just tell you everything's going to be terrible. And then when it wasn't terrible, you'd be like, this guy's an idiot. Life's good. See? All works out in the end. Um, what was I saying? Why was I talking about these people? Well, there is a phenomenon, right? As I said, this video takes place in March. You ain't seeing it in March. There is a phenomenon with this podcast and me releasing things, which I have seen and known and weirdly gone into a Russian accent, but I'm going to move out of it. And the topics I've chosen have coincided with world events, right? It's happened a couple of times. I've mentioned it before. It's happened when I've uh, recorded a podcast and then looked at the world and the things going on in the world. And I thought, you know what? That is not the right time to discuss this. I'm going to not release that video. And I've recorded another video to replace it. That's happened more than once. And there's been other times where things have been happening. And suddenly, the thing which I'm talking about suddenly becomes extremely relevant to the whole media conversation going on right now. And... I find this fascinating, and other people have mentioned this to me, that they've encountered the video and said, this was exactly what I needed to hear. And I find that extremely lovely, and, and I can't get away from that. You know, I love that. I love the fact that it's helped someone or, you know, informed someone. Or they've, they've taken that on board of whatever I've said, because I don't think I'm particularly intelligent or informative. I'm just a guy on the internet. Take your, take your advice from the funnel, you know, the things around you, all of your impressions, not just one person. That's my view of life. Absorb all the things, like um, Tetsuo in Akira. Anime reference for you there. Little one, little one. Some of you may not see it, but Tetsuo! Anyway, um, moving back onto, back onto my point. So... This is interesting when this happens, and I find this very interesting when this happens and someone brings it to me, because to me, it doesn't say much about me, right? I'd say I should probably prefix all of this. I don't believe in fate. I don't. I don't believe, really believe in coincidence either. I think coincidence is one of these things which people have applied a fate logic to. They've said, oh, that's a nice coincidence. You know, these things happen at the same time. That means this was brought us together and connected us and rolled in an infinite loop. I'm doing a lot of accents today. But... 
People have said this, and I don't really vibe with it. The thing which I vibe with more is causality, and causality being that everything affects everything else, regardless of how big or small it was, and coming back to the funnel. Everything has one means or another to drive all the way through. We've all had good and bad cake, so when we approach cake, we know what good and bad cake tastes like, and therefore we interpret how that cake tastes and say, hey, this is good cake, or this is bad cake. If you only ever had bad cake, you're probably never going to know good cake. If you've only ever had good cake, you're going to recognize bad cake like right away. I don't even know if that sentence made sense. And we do this and we relate everything back. So when people come to me and they say, hey, this, I had this really, really big impact. I'm thinking to myself, well, this is interesting because I made that months ago. You know, I, I didn't really think about when I was releasing it. These things don't go on a schedule. I mean, they do go on a schedule, but I, I record them at random and then I choose a time slot and then that time slot goes and that's what happens. I even have a little list of a potential to- topics to talk about and... I work through the list, and some days I want to talk about something, some days I don't want to talk about something. That's fine. You know, That's how I roll. It, it means that when I do talk about things, that I'm actually engaged with them, motivated to talk about them. Interestingly, I recorded this podcast twice, so if you're connecting with it, the first take you may never have even connected with, but this take you might actually get on board with. And that's causality. That's me choosing things at random, releasing things when I choose, picking topics, and then re- putting out them out into the world. And then it, by absolute happenstance, you receive it, you engage with it, and then you think, oh, how does he do this? How does this one, this guy, this randomer, this person with a beard and long hair, he must be some sort of magician. No, I'm not a magician. The reality is that we make connections as human beings. I'm not predicting the future in any way, shape or form. In fact, I begrudge anyone who says that I'm predicting the future. What I'm actually doing is making points, usually on an abstract topic. And when I make these points and these abstract topics, and we talk about it, and one of the reasons this show is 30 minutes long, is that you get hold of it and you get chance to think about things. You get chance to discuss things. This is why I like talking to guests for an hour. Because you get to work through all the edge cases, all the nuance. It's not just like, hey, here's a headline, go eat cheese. We're like, no, we need to discuss cheese and discuss the best kinds of cheese and get into the, the nooks and the crannies of the cheese and discuss why blue cheese affects some people but doesn't affect others and why I don't eat blue cheese, but not because of the malt, just because of the flavor. And we want to discuss through all of that. So when I come on and I talk about things and do this, that's what I'm doing. All I'm really doing is adding lots of nuance. And when you add lots of nuance, it gives your brain time to think. It gives your brain time to interpret. So when you stand there and you think, oh, what? This guy just makes so much sense. It's because you're not making vast leaps of conclusions from one big thing to another. I'm leading you through these paths and you're doing that basically in real time because this isn't scripted this is just me and a microphone that could be on a t-shirt and this just breaks down into every single cranny that my brain just follows through now the reality is if anyone's ever spoken to me is that i do this in real time i do this and leap to the conclusion based on all the stuff which I'm discussing right now and go from topic to topic and then have to reinterpret that back into art. That's essentially how art works and how modern art works is that you jump from one tiny little idea, maybe a one line or a lyric, and then you leap all the way to this is this and this is what I'm creating. And then you have to backtrack through and describe it for people so they understand. That's how impression 
of anything conceptual works and that's why i'm so fascinated that's why i'm so fascinated by breaking things down it's because we're, we're all making these vast leaps of thought consciousness and anyone can do this that's the beauty of this literally anyone can do what i do because you do do it every single day you just don't realize you're doing it you haven't sat there and gone oh well how did i get to that thought i'm not entirely sure but you notice it when your friends do it you notice it when your family do it you notice when someone says something which sounds kind of profound or sounds you know logical or suddenly solves a problem you've had and do you know why you do that you do that because every piece of media you consume is viewed through your lens you relate it back to you. You relate all media and everything you encounter back to the point of consumption. And this is why I think it's interesting when people go back and watch other things. I'm a big consumer of media. media I am. And I, really, I'm not a big consumer of podcasts, but I'm a consumer of media. I consume a lot of films and I consume a lot of TV shows and, and various things. But I... I I consume it on my own timetable when I want to view things and when I want to look at things. And people say, oh, well, you can't watch this because of X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, well, I need to watch an episode of it. I need to get some context to this. I need to consume it. Now, there's things which obviously you're going to encounter at a time when you're not ready to encounter. I was trying to think of a way to describe this, and I'm going to use my cake analogy because the cake analogy is usually the best analogy. And it's that if you consume cons consume media at a point where you're not ready to consume it, you're never going to engage with it, right? That can have a more damaging effect. Like, I can't control when you see these videos. I can't control who stumbles across this, who gets recommended it, who looks into it. I can control where I post it, and I can control, you know, when I post it. But as soon as it exists out there, it's basically out there in the world. Someone could be having a very bad day and encounter a video which they completely disagree with, but they could be having a very good day and encounter a video which they then completely agree with. I don't have control of that. That's the beauty of being in the world and causality. Of It just happens to be there. By putting it out there, you're engaged engaging with that level of causality by not putting out there you're still engaging with causality just in a different way there's a whole section on that in Bert my comic uh, feel free to go read that sitting down and doing nothing is still the same as standing up and doing something in the causality spectrum is essentially the crux of that matter but when we bring it back to cake so let's say you know you you had a cake someone brings you a cake but at the time they bring you this cake you just ate a big meal you just had a, a whole other cake you just had you know four courses and some drink you're not going to want to eat a whole cake but then when you're forced to eat that whole cake you are going to feel bad about it you're going to feel awful you're going to feel full and sick and maybe a little bit nauseous and you know want to lie down and all that kind of things so the next time someone shows you that cake you're going to go no i don't want that cake Last time I had that cake, it was terrible, and it made me ill. Now, that is consuming something at the wrong time that is the right to consume, right? That's simply it. Whereas if you were hungry, and you people do this all the time when they're shopping, if you're hungry, everything looks great, right? Everything. You go to the store, and you're like, oh, man, I want to get that. I don't know what that is, but I want to get that. Oh, we could do this, and then this, and then you end up with a whole shopping cart of things. And you get home, and you go, why did I buy all of these things? I don't need all of these things, and some of these things might go off before all the time I have to eat them. And then you're forced to consume them, and then it has a negative experience. What I'm saying is, if I have a point to make, is this is something we consider, and this is something we should consider. The media we consume is part in parcel with the context of your surroundings. So sitting down and watching a film, that film may only be relevant to you at one time or another. So you, 
if you watch it and you don't enjoy it and you can't quite figure out why you didn't enjoy it or you didn't get the full experience, maybe go back and watch it. You know, maybe give it another chance on a day when you weren't feeling so, you know, weren't feeling so good, I was going to say. But, you know, yeah, maybe maybe on a day when you weren't feeling so good, maybe you were feeling great and that film didn't connect with you because you were feeling great. I think there's a beauty in that. There's a beauty in the randomness of how we connect to media. There's a beauty in the things we see and the things we try to consume. And this is why I try to consume as much as I can art, culture, media, conversations, discussions, because I don't know how I'm going to react. I don't know when it's going to become contextually relevant to me, but it might. And there might even come a point where I view something or listen to something and I think, eh, that's not really relevant. And then two weeks later, I'm sat thinking, ah, oh, I need to go back and watch that. I need to go back and watch that. That made a point. And suddenly it's now relevant and the whole world's discussing it. And we're having this conversation over and over again. As media gets more advanced and our consumption rate gets bigger and bigger, you're going to have to have these discussions with yourself and your brain's going to short circuit quicker and quicker and quicker that's just how minds develop you're making vast leaps of consciousness and that's the best thing human beings can do that's what gave us invention that's what gave us technology that's what gave us philosophy that's what gave us art so you have to dig down and think about that so all i'm saying is i'm not predicting the future all of this is essentially random it's just the causality of the mood you are in when you engage with me that's why you connect. And if you don't connect to it, and you got to the end of this, maybe that's why. Maybe you've not been thinking about these things. Maybe you will think about these things. Maybe you'll sit back and have this conversation with somebody else. But at the time of consumption, you weren't in the right position to consume it. I'm not saying that always works. I'm not saying that you have to consume everything and enjoy everything. No, there's some things which you're just never going to like. That's fine too. But you should never feel bad either. This is something for creators. If someone views your work and it's not for them, it's not for them. Maybe they're in the wrong place. Maybe you're in the wrong place. Maybe the work you're making is not what you want to make. But you're making it. It's why knowing where you are, what you're doing, and the views of your life is important. Right? Being aware of yourself is as important as being aware of your surroundings. And when you compare the two, and you think about your reactions to things, you can discover a whole other realm of yourself. So I encourage most of you to do that. I say most of you, because some of you might not even be ready for that. I got a list of topics, which I'm going to round this out with. This list of topics is the upcoming episodes, following episodes. And I'm going to make snap decisions based on the topics which I have. Some of them I'm not going to mention because I've already recorded and I'm not going to give you the actual topics, but I'm going to go brief rundown of things which all together might affect you and might not affect you. So you can have a bit of pre-glance, pre right? a bit of pre-game, a bit of pre-game of discussing what's in the future or what might not be in the future. Who knows? Maybe you decide in advance if you want to watch. But here we go. So number three was habit of coincidences, which is what we're talking about. Those times which I see into the future. There's no escaping. I've kind of mentioned one already. So sometime in the future, there's going to be some loss. Right? And there's going to be a video come out which helps you deal with the idea of loss. and helps you understand loss from a greater perspective. 
and why it seems much more significant. So there's going to be some loss. Let's do this like a tarot reading. There's going to be some loss. You're going to experience some loss. You're going to follow that up. You're going to follow that up by trying to get out of that funk. And that funk is going to lead you into a situation where you're going to disagree with the other solutions of the world. And that's okay. You're going to want to push back against the world. So, so far we've got loss and rebellion. Two parts. And then, you're going to want to do something chaotic. Something chaotic. Don't know what that chaos will be, but you're going to want to do something chaotic. Something untethered, because the world will be giving you an excessive advice. So you're going to do that. Something chaotic. And then, you're going to do this chaotic thing, and you're going to consider to yourself that the reason why people are reacting negatively to your chaos is that they are spinning at a different speed to you. And you're going to consider that. You're going to consider just how the world spins and how we're interconnected. And probably along the lines of causality again. But that's what's going to happen. And then you're going to find some baseline. And we're going to talk about establishing that. And maybe talk about laying some concrete. This world's for the post-positive. We're gradually getting there. That's my prediction. Those are my future predictions. That's going to be your life for the next few months. But until then, remember that it's March. And you're viewing this video or listening to this podcast. And if you're connecting with it and understanding it, who knows what happened in the last few months. We'll keep spinning. Stay sat down and stood up. You're still part of the world. Let me know times I've predicted the future for you. And I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.